sick of this. Get those just eat fools on the line from me. We're gonna do this doggy style. This place ain't blessed. This place is a mess. Disgusting. Pottery? Very useful. Anthony, people will always need plates. Or mash, get smashed. Hello and welcome to Fads, the podcast for fans of the adverts. This is the news episode for... I won't say the date because if it comes out a few days late then it doesn't matter. But it's the start of October, we'll put it that way. Yeah. We've got quite a few interesting stories this week. The first one, Indigo, would you like to introduce us into this? Yeah, so the first story this week is about Pure Jim who are having to apologise for a social media post from their Luton and Dunstable um, account, which essentially is promoting a training routine that they've titled 12 Years of Slave. Mm. Yeah, I I found they were, Pure Gym is the UK's favourite gym. And that was based on a 2019 study that found they were the most signed up for brand of gym in the UK. I think that's just because they're everywhere. You know, like, I, I don't think I live be. in a city that doesn't have a pure gym. That Yeah, that is a good point. <laughs> the workout itself was designed by Matt Simpt. He's a personal trainer at the gym. And in the tweet, he says, Entitled 12 Years of Slave, after the epic movie, this is our workout for the month designed by Matt Simpt to celebrate Black History Month. Slavery was hard and so is this. And then it goes in to describe what the routine is and we don't need to go into that so yeah in response to that post pure gym released an official statement of apology and in it they say pure gym apologizes unreservedly for a post regarding black history month that was made today by our gym in luton and dunstable this post was wholly unacceptable not endorsed or approved by the company and was removed when it was brought to our attention so yeah i mean they do go on to say that they're going to be making an investigation into why that was posted. There definitely needs to be some like intense training done with their personal trainers about correct use of social media and racial relations because it's not only the misconception behind putting a post out like that, this guy obviously thought that this was some way of promoting Black History Month. Mm. Um, and there's been some responses. So um, one of the GB Olympic medalists, mm. Dina Asher-Smith, who's a pure, pure gym ambassador, shared her disbelief that somebody thought that this was okay on Twitter mm. um, and argued a good case that pure gym needs stricter policies in place to ensure nothing like this is ever allowed to go out in their name, as well as highlighting why diversity training is important so that more people can see the issues of a post like this. It kind of helps you get a sense that this really came from one misguided individual rather than the brand itself holding negative views. That is such a good point. I imagine they must be so relieved that they have Dina Asher-Smith as one of their ambassadors because that does... It really, it gives them sort of like a trampoline after a very long, hard fall. It's just a little bit of bounce back. I mean, for for Pure Gym, this will be an absolute pure, like, PR nightmare. Mm. Everyone in their PR department is going to be trying to work out how they can move past this disaster. Yeah. I mean, I imagine their apology was sincere, you know, as 
as sincere as an apology from a big brand can be because they would be devastated for whatever reason they would be devastated that that was put out there Mm. so there's another person who's had a response to this yes incident so the this is the comic Munya Chihuahua and I have probably mispronounced that and I am I'm hoping that's the right way of saying it because <laughs> that is a pretty cool name it's a it's a really cool name um so they've responded with a video post Pure Jim announced their new Black Month facilities it came out on the 5th of October and he makes up this fictional promotion for an alternative Black History Month workout such as a treadmill that issues police siren noises so users can train for when they're running away from the police and he calls it the Fed Mill. Um, The video has around 1.3 million views or at least at the time of this recording that number of views. Have you seen the video? It's really, it's, it is really quite good. Like he's got stuffing up his, I'm assuming he's got stuffing up his um, jumper to make him look really buff. And there's a few more after the Fed Mill, but that was my favourite. I do love a pun. That is a strong, his like strong pun game there. Mm, definitely. It was really creative. There was another one. It was like Latino dancing, but you were dancing to the sound of bullets. So it was like you had to try and dodge them. It's very creative. Yeah, and I think you've got to give credit where credit is due because comics really do have a way of highlighting the problem in a way that is amusing and humorous. And that's exactly what that's exactly what Munya has done here. Mm. Yeah. We shall move on to the third story of this week, which is that the ASA is pulling the plug on dodgy weight loss ads. Three of them. This follows on, I think, from a previous um, fads episode where we talked about TikTok raising its restrictions on weight loss advertising. Mm. Yeah, I found, uh, yeah, when I was researching the story, I thought that is really uncanny timing. And it's also after the ASA that they have been increasing their campaign to raise awareness of their standards and I feel like this is going hand in hand in that as well okay Mm. so this the ASA which means Advertising Standards Authority they've targeted three different companies recently for breaking the rules concerning a committee for advertising practice ban on cosmetic surgery ads targeted towards teenagers oh my gosh cosmetic surgery aimed at teenagers that's that's scary to think about isn't it Mm. Mm. So there was an ad by um, Skinny Revolution that was kind of like before and after quarantine. Yeah, I won't lie. I, I quite like the ad looking at it. Like I know the message is bad, but it's I like it. <laughs> it's amusing. Mm. So just to give a sort of description of the ad, it's two Barbies against a white background. But the one on the left is your typical Barbie, you know, skinny pretty perfect in the Barbie way and then the one on the right is a lot plumper she's got some she's got a few more chins than the one on the left you know it's just yeah you can just you can see the message they're trying to put across Mm. I don't understand why one of the Barbies has shrunk during the lockdown because I feel like that's (laughs) something that is physically impossible you can't get shorter because you've become fatter your bones don't shrink you could argue that she's slouching. 
Mm. So Skinny Revolution is not the only company that's been targeted by the ASA for this. So it's been Skinny Revolution, Skinny Clinic and Skinny Jab who have all had separate cases from the ASA in uh, based around irresponsible marketing. There's a bit of a theme there yes. in the namings of those companies. Mm. But yeah, Skinny Revolution, they claimed that their product guaranteed weight loss within four weeks. The ASA, in response to this, said this was an attempt to irresponsibly exploit people's insecurities around body image. Yeah, I don't think you can argue with that. No, I mean, that goes with the Barbie ad. Mm. So Skinny Clinic is another brand that's under fire by the ASA, and this is for a social media ad featuring glamour model Gemma Galsinen. Gilsinen? I don't know how to say her name. Yeah, so Skinny Clinic is have a social media ad claiming that its skinny pen appetite suppressant would ensure she emerged from lockdown half the size. Mm. I think if, if a lot of people were half the size they were, they wouldn't be a full person anymore. <laughs> but I, I know a bit about her now because I had to Google her. All I've got is her little tiny profile picture from Twitter. She is a babe station grabber model. It claimed that people could lose a precise amount of weight within a stated period and it implied that you could use it even if you were not overweight. I did have a look on the Skinny Clinic website at their products and some funny little things. I thought it was funny. We were talking about Skinny Tea on a previous episode and how useless it is. And I can see they don't just sell Skinny Tea, but they sell Skinny Coffee. They sell Skinny Legs Cellulite Mousse. I mean, that is a miracle in a can. If that worked... I don't think they'd have any left, but it does. The website looks pretty tidy and they even have like a tab on healthy lifestyles. Yeah, I, I think that's that's the bit for me where it falls into the danger category where they're trying to present some of the more fatty type products like the skinny tea and the skinny coffee alongside like healthy lifestyle advice, which is genuine advice. And it's mm. so hard for people to know what to trust. Yeah, I mean, even the when you click onto their website, the their like main page has a very nice picture of like a lineup of uh, plus size models. I'm assuming, and they all look beautiful. And I think that's a nice image to go along with this. If they were aiming it as, you know, it's just going to help you lose weight in a healthy way, that would be a nice sort of campaign and way to run it. But yeah, I don't feel like that goes with what they're actually doing. Yeah, you want to be celebrating body diversity. You know, not everyone has to look a certain way because not everybody's body is supposed to look a certain way. We're not all made with a cookie cutter. Um, mm. I feel like people are a lot more aware of that as well, especially since all this body positivity movement has sort of been on the up. I mean, it's definitely it's definitely made an impact on me. Mm. So the last brand under fire by the ASA in this story is Skinny Jab. Yeah, Towie star Gemma Collins got tied up in this one. Gemma made an Instagram post or story promoting the product, claiming it was helping her reach her body goals. Unfortunately though, this was not identified as a valid marketing message and the company's website also promoted misleading claims that average weight loss is 12 to 20 pounds within the first four week course. And as a consequence, both Skinny Jab and Collins were ordered to use the 
hashtag ad tag and cease implying its products were suitable for people who were not overweight. I couldn't find Gemma Collins actually implying that they were for people who were not overweight, but I'm guessing they mean the brand in all. Mm. That is our rants about weight loss claims. Mm. On to something a lot more fun now, because this is the Pizza Hut ad yes. with foosball boxes. Yes. <laughs> okay, so this is a story that Pizza Hut have come up with a way for their customers to play football without making contact with anyone outside their bubble and to soften the blow of not being able to watch professional games this season in person, especially if they're stuck isolating at home. The campaign will be running from October the 6th to October the 20th, 2020. Yeah, I mean, that's quite a short window for this product, but it makes sense when we when we explain what it is that they're doing. Yes. So this is a creative pairing between the advertising agency Oglivy. <laughs> it's, yeah, when you properly try to pronounce that word, it's spelled like a tongue twister. Oglivy. Ogilvy? I don't know. So this is all about the latest creative pairing between the advertising agency Ogilvy and the beloved pizzeria Pizza Hut. They are bringing the foosball pizza box with a fully playable foosball table integrated into the lid. Uh, Like it's got real little plastic players and a football. Yes. So it's fully functioning. You You can play table football. With the pizza box with your friends. Yeah, when I saw the picture, I was really quite impressed. But yeah, it's not the first time that Pizza Hut have been doing creative things with their boxes. But it is very unlike the 2016 American football game box that they made. On that one, you had to flick the cardboard balls around, not literally having something to play with like this one. There are actual, yeah, like you say, there are actual plastic men with sticks through their sides. I think this is a lot of fun. I'm terrible at table football. Um Are you? but yes, I am <laughs> I am truly terrible at table football. I do not have the hand eye coordination to operate a table football table. Wow. That's almost a skill in itself. All you have to do is just twist the knobs. Oh, you'd think that, but apparently I know some people who have mad skills and I just look like an absolute, absolute idiot compared to them. (laughs) Okay, so Wendy Lung, the marketing director of Pizza Hut, has said it is bringing an experience like this to life right in your pizza box is the perfect way to make people smile. Mm. Yeah, I think that's I think that's true. I think it's a really fun idea. Um, and that's backed up by their executive creating di- creative director for Ogilvy Hong Kong, um, who is John Koe, who says the foosball pizza box is a great packaging idea. Yes, it definitely <laughs> Which is. It's just such an on-the-nose statement for him to make about a product he was involved with the creation of. Yes, <laughs> it's quite sweet, really. But yeah, I mean, it's it's a story that is not quite as delicious as I thought it was when I first came across it because we can't get one living in the UK. The campaign is only running in Hong Kong with five foosball pizza boxes up for grabs. Five. My goodness, that's that's such a small number. It is. It is. It's quite small, and it's quite an ordeal to get one. 
According to Brandy in Asia, which is a website I'm assuming in Asia, if you want to get your hands on your own pizza foosball table and other exclusive offers, you need to download the Pizza Hut app, join the 12th Player Club, and then leave your most creative comment on the Pizza Hut Hong Kong Facebook page. Yeah, so I hadn't understood that it was only available through Hong Kong and was going to make a comment that it's weird to do it on the Hong Kong Facebook page. I was surprised that they're not rolling it out to the UK because five pizza boxes doesn't seem like it would be too expensive to make and it does seem like it would create quite a buzz because people love pizza and they love football. Mm. Yeah, I think I think it's a it's a shame that they're not rolling it out internationally, especially when football is such a well-loved sport around the world. Yeah. I did have a look at the Oglivy website and I won't lie, I was really impressed by their stuff. They have a real eye for creative advertising and clever collaborations. Even their website is interesting to navigate through by pure design and I do notice with advertisers' websites that they've they've sort of put a lot of effort into the design of it, but it just doesn't work. But theirs does. Mm. Yeah, I checked out their advert as well, uh, their website as well, and I I think it's pretty cool how different advertising companies seem to have like their specialties, and this mm. company really does seem to focus on doing really like outside of the box ideas. Yeah, I mean, I'd never heard of Oglivy before. Obviously, I mean. Hong Kong it's probably out of the the area really so it wasn't really on my radar but they are one of my favorite advertising agencies now the stuff that they have on there is really really awesome they've recently collaborated with Animal Crossing and Hellman's Mayonnaise to create Mayo Island and that was back in August that looked so cool that's cute that is so cute Mm, so in it the collaboration basically consisted that Players of Animal Crossing could go to Mayo Island, which they created especially for this campaign, where players could bring their spoiled turnips and in return, Hellman's would donate real food to people in need. It was to bring awareness of the excessive food waste in the food industry, as well as to advertise their mayonnaise, of course, but still. It was it was a good campaign, it looks like. Such a clever advert, and I think it's got a it's got a good message and i'm glad mm. to see a company who's willing to do something really good like that to promote their brand mm. and i imagine i'm assuming it would have been oglevy's the people at oglevy's idea to donate the actual food unless hellman's came to them with this idea that they wanted to do it and they wanted a real way to advertise it i'm not really sure that would be interesting I'm, to look into i guess the the idea must have come from hellman's to donate the food because i i imagine as an advertising agency turning to your employer and saying look <laughs> we're gonna run this advert for you but you also are gonna have to spend a lot of money on charity yeah that is a good point but i i feel like using using um, animal crossings which has been so popular coming through the pandemic that's such a clever thing that was really good thinking. Like everyone sat inside playing on Animal Crossings. I mean, it's one of the few industries that must have had a real boom during the coronavirus. I honestly think that Nintendo has probably sold so many more copies of Animal Crossing because mm. of the pandemic. And The Sims, like being able to live vicariously through this computer animated person, <laughs> I can imagine did very well. That's exactly it. Okay, the next news story is probably the smallest ones but I thought it was worth mentioning this is the 2020 nominations have been announced for the drum awards for B2B 
I did have a look at what B2B is. I couldn't find it at all. So I'm assuming it means back to back. Not balloons to Brazil. <laughs> no, not quite. Or boobs to bounce. Nope, none of those. Just <laughs> <laughs> back to back, I'm assuming. But yeah, I mean, it's not strictly advertising news, but it is intertwined. The Drum has released its nominees for the B2B Awards, which will now take place on the 19th of November at 1pm via an online ceremony. Mm. So some of the categories that they include in this award ceremony are Agency of the Year, Best Brand Campaign and Best Use of Artificial Intelligence. That one interested me. I, I had absolutely, I mean, what could that be? I don't think I've seen too many adverts with uh, AI in them. <laughs> See, that's that's what I thought. But then I thought, well, this isn't for advertising, though. It's for marketing. So I thought, why? What would it be? Because I did assume Confuse.com, like a little robot. But then I thought, no, it's marketing. <laughs> Another little bit of drum news. I mean, if you haven't guessed, I get a lot of the sources for our news off the drum. It's a very good resource. And I believe... It is this month. They are holding a festival of cyber sort. So it's the Agencies for Growth Festival, which will be on from the 19th to the 23rd of October this year. It will outline an initiative that agencies can implement to make their team more inclusive and diverse, as well as online workshops and seminars teaching advances in advertising and marketing. But yeah, so for example, The Creative World According to Wayne Hemingway is on the 21st of October. Or you could also attend Why Agencies Need to Drive the Sustainability Conversation, which is on the 22nd of October. I'll leave a link in the show notes if anyone is interested in getting involved. But I I did have a look and it, it seems that to register you need to have an agency or be employed by one. So this is not for the average fan of ads. Okay, and those are some of the top stories that we found interesting in the last two weeks. And we will see you next week for the next instalment of Fads, the podcast for fans of the ads. Goodbye. You're a scientist! <laughs>